to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association, aka the TVA. We come to you virtually from our homes and we are heard on CJRU, the Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. My name is Swetha and I'm joined by my co-host Steve. We are both vegans and volunteers with the TVA and our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. Today we'll be talking about the Montreal Vegan Festival. The first edition of the Montreal Vegan Festival took place on September 2014 in the heart of the Science Center. It has since expanded and moved to the Palais de Congrès of Montreal due to growth and high demand for more exhibitor space and activities. And this year it's being held online for three consecutive Sundays starting tomorrow, November 1st. Alexandre Gagnon is the founder of the Montreal Vegan Festival. He turned vegan in 1994 and has also founded the Montreal Vegan Association in 2005. He's been active on the Montreal veg scene since 2003 as a volunteer for the MBA until 2009 and for the FVM, the Montreal Vegan Festival, since 2013. The Montreal Vegan Festival is a nonprofit organization that attracts thousands of visitors to the Palais de Congrès de Montreal each year. Alexandre wants to send the vegan message to the masses via the FVM. He hopes to raise the number of vegans in the coming years and is proud to be a part of FVM's organization. He is known to be a discreet individual, but he's always on the lookout for new ways to promote veganism and has a firm belief that inclusion is the key to increase the number of vegans in Montreal and in Quebec. He believes in acting local for global change. We also have on Nefsika Antipas. She is a TV show host, executive producer, writer, author, and entrepreneur. She's the creator of Plant-Based by Nafsika, the world's first vegan lifestyle series on mainstream television, and is the founder of Nafsika's Garden, a global vegan cheese brand. A true vegan herself since 2013, Nafsika uses her brand to help others switch to plant-based vegan lifestyle in order to live a healthier, more sustainable, and more compassionate lifestyle. Thank okay. you so much for coming on to our show today. Thank you, Sweda. Thank you for inviting us. Okay, so tell us a little bit, to tell us Torontonians, people who haven't been to the Montreal Vegan Festival, a little bit about uh, the festival. Uh, the festival uh, is the biggest vegan event in Montreal that's happening uh, once every year since uh, 2014. And uh, we attract uh, thousands of visitors uh, each year. And uh, if you haven't visited it yet, well, of course, now you can't visit, but you can watch the videos this year. And uh, once we we have a vaccine and uh, the health crisis is over, you, you can come to Montreal and, uh, and see the festival for yourself. Is the festival usually in October, November, or is it a little bit earlier? Uh, we, we've tried a, uh, a couple of dates, and uh, this year we wanted to do it in November. So uh, we we had booked the uh, Palais des Congrès for uh, November 7th and 8th, I think, something like that. And uh, it, it had to be canceled, so uh, we, we decided to keep the same dates. 
And since uh, November is the month of uh, veganism, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to uh, to do it in November still. Yeah, sure. Tomorrow is uh, World Vegan Day. World Vegan Day, yes. Oh, yes, yes, that's now, right. Now yeah, for, the people, that's, for the people listening, we're recording this on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Not, um, so it starts tomorrow, but then it continues for two more Sundays after that, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we, the, there's going to be uh, content online on November 1st, 8th, and 15th. Oh, okay. okay. What kind of content should we expect? Is it going to be just cooking demos, speakers? All of the above. Uh, we, we have speakers tomorrow. We have cooking demos on the last weekend and tomorrow with uh, Napsika. And we, we have... Uh, uh, sanctuary visits on the second weekend, and also we we have uh, uh, some book authors that, that are going to have a uh, roundtable um, next weekend. So it sounds like you have a lot of different kinds of programming. It sounds exciting. And so for the folks who are not francophones, uh, how much of the programming is in English? Uh, the, the, well, all, all the program is going to be subtitled thanks to the uh, automatic uh, subtitling from Facebook. So we're happy that we, we, we will have the content. Everything will be, you, you can read about it, but, uh, we, we have only two, uh, out of, uh, ten. 10 or 11 uh, events that, that are in English this year. It, it was difficult to, to get English uh, content this year. Well, that's not too bad. So we can still watch uh, if we don't know French. And the subtitling, you're saying that it's going to be translated and uh, subtitled for folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah, my video is going to be in uh, – my video – where we're presenting is English, but we're going to have the French subtitles um, on the, the video, thanks to Alexandre. So, yeah, that's going to, uh, so that's good for international. I haven't seen or I haven't watched too many uh, people from Quebec uh, give talks, but I know that there was this woman whose name, of course, I'm forgetting, who came to um, Toronto and she's from Quebec and she was talking about the, the dairy industry. And I found that her content was much more Canadian than some of the people that are speaking in English. And so I'm excited for that kind of thing. I'm hoping that a lot of the content is going to be more Canadian-focused and we have Canadian numbers. So I feel like we're always talking about things in the States. And uh, I feel like that's more likely to happen at the, the Montreal Vegan Festival than it is uh, to happen somewhere else in Canada. Yeah, the, the conference about uh, uh, with uh, that, that's given by Stéphanie Lavoie has uh, Canadian numbers in there. The, the the lecture by Alexia Renard is all, is uh, mostly Quebec focused, so we we don't have we don't show numbers from the the US not that much. We we try to uh, show the, the 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 local aspect of uh, the, the 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 local state of things. Speaking of local. One of the things that I find really cool about these vegan events, and specifically the ones that happen in Montreal, is that we have our, our local celebrities. And, of course, I'm talking about George Lerac, uh, most famously. 
Uh, can we expect any uh, celebrities? I mean, we have Masika, of course, because she's she has her own TV show that definitely puts you in that celebrity category. And mm-hmm. are, do we have any other celebrities that we should be looking forward to, or have there been in the past? In the past, we 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 had George Larac, we had uh, Jean Philippe Cyr, which are pretty popular. And uh, this year, they they they're not part of the festival, but. Uh, they're uh, always supporting it. So, uh, and uh, this year we have Nefsika and we we have uh, Elise Desonier, which uh, you you talked about earlier, but uh, I didn't remember her name. Who is uh, uh, an author that's uh, that that writes books on veganism. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, so I heard about this, I don't know anything about this, the poutine battle that you had one year at the vegan festival? Oh, yeah, it was in 2018, and uh, we had a French chef uh, battling with uh, our own Jean-Philippe Cyr. The French chef is called uh, Sébastien Cardinal. He's doing a demo this year, and uh, he had to compete. With uh, yeah, uh, Quebecois uh, chef. So you know the 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 he didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is his poutine uh, sauce was uh, pretty creative. So uh, I didn't try it myself, but uh, I, I thought it was interesting. He put some Guinness beer in. In his sauce and uh, and uh, some Jägermeister, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Speaking of um, poutine, I when I was preparing for this podcast, I I was looking at Nasika's name and I'm like, this this name it's it's so familiar to me, and I haven't mm-hmm. I hadn't seen your your TV show at this point, and I'm like, why is it so familiar to me? And then I went on your website. And I saw the cheese, and I was like, "Oh, that's why." So, Nasika not only, uh, you know, has this wonderful TV show, but she also has her own line of cheese. And one of the the cheeses that you have are curds, hence the the poutine transition that that's I tried right. to make. There. That's right. Uh, and I've I've been to uh, Montreal a few times, and I've had it. And unfortunately, we cannot get it here. So I'm going to grill you on that. When can we get your products here? Oh, oh, our products are national right now, but um, we're expanding constantly. So um, I know in you're in Toronto, you said there there's, there are a few uh, few stores that carry your products, like uh, Nature's Emporium, Ambrosia. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just I, Actually, we have a store locator. We're revamping our website right now, and we're going to have all the stores on there. So you just have to enter your zip code, and then you can find all the different selling points across not only Canada but the world because we're expanding, actually, into Europe uh, next month. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, Putin is actually uh, one of our popular items. Uh, but I would say Marfetta is, uh, is, is really the hot, uh, hot seller. If you haven't tried the feta, you should try it because feta is better. So I, I actually have tried the feta and I quite enjoyed it. And that's oh, okay. <laughs> I find that uh, they, they don't sell in very many places. And the ones that they do sell, it's always like the same one, the, the tofu feta. Like it, it's kind of, it feels like a block of tofu, but it has a feta flavor. And yours I found was completely different. Yeah, mine, we try to really make it look like a feta. It's in the brine also. Um, it has that nice taste, but it's uh 
um, not, uh, I find it's more pleasant than, than real feta, but, um, you know, uh, I know some people eat it and think that it's the real thing and, uh, they, they're, uh, surprised to find out that it's vegan. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, good products right now or, and we're launching a lot more. Like we have a uh, cream cheese coming out, um, in November. So that's going to be exciting. Um, but, uh, yeah, you'll soon, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to find our products in a lot more stores across Canada. Cause I mean, we've only, uh, launched, it's been less than two years. I, I, when I came to the, uh, vegan festival, we weren't even in the stores yet. <laughs> and, uh, we were, we, we were demoing the, the cheese, which was amazing because it got, uh, it let us see what the cons- uh, consumer reactions were for all our different flavors. So it really helped being at the uh, the festival those two years. Can I just ask, how does that process work? So you are vegan and you're making these these products that you don't eat. So how does how do you make it taste? Like you said, like the feta, people can't even tell that it's vegan. How how do you figure that stuff out? Well, I mean, I have uh, our. First of all, they're produced in, in Greece on the island of Crete, so we have uh, our, our production facilities over there. Um, so I, I oh. actually I haven't had cheese, real cheese, in, in seven years since I went gone vegan. I went vegan overnight, and, and that's when I came up with the TV show. I only started the Nasty uh, Garden line, like I said, less than two years ago. But I'm just I'm just kind of basing it on memory, you know, what I remember everything tasting like. Um, I don't go out and start tasting real cheddar and to compare with mine. But what I yeah. do is um, we have, uh, I mean, I still kind of remember what everything tastes like, but it's not just us. It's like we have people uh, on the team that are, that are trying it out and everything constantly. So, um, and then we basically, we demo them and that's how we get the customer feedback. Um, but uh, no, it's not, uh, I mean, I still kind of remember what she tastes like, you know, but I, now that I'm vegan, uh, I just I like this this taste much better than than and I used to love cheese. Uh, it was a big cheese lover, um, but I just find this is so much better. Like you don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. You can, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are lactose intolerant. You know, most people are lactose intolerant, and then there's just people that want to be healthier or they don't want to hurt harm animals. So it's like you're trying this amazing tasting, you know, alternative, which uh, in the end will not be the alternative. <laughs> But, um, you know, it tastes great and you feel great after. That's the most important thing. Like you're not even uh, like now in the wintertime, I don't know if you notice if you are a cheese lover uh, of the dairy, uh, you'll notice that you'll get congested, um, you know, if you have dairy. Because that's what it does. It congests you. So um, when you eat non-dairy foods like cheese, you, you know, you eat it kind of like guilt-free. You don't feel bad about the animals. Mm-hmm. You don't feel bad about your health. Or the planet, so it's just it's all it's a win-win for everybody. And what's the basis? Uh, what's the base of the cheese? Is it, it's coconut uh, oil based. It's coconut, coconut oil based. And so the great thing about this is there's a lot of cheeses out there, a lot of vegan cheeses out there. So the difference between mine and and, and some others um, is that mine's completely free of major allergens. So there's no that's of course right. that's dairy, right. yeah. but yeah, there's that's no yeah. That's right. There's no gluten. There's no dairy. There's no soya. There's no peas. Even there's even people who have the peas allergy. So mm-hmm. um, we don't have peas either. And um, uh, yeah, and, and there, it's palm oil free. It's GMO free. It's cholesterol free. So if you compare, you know, regular cheese with with dairy free cheese, you see that there's um, it's just a, it's a healthier alternative. 
I'm not saying you have to be eating this all the time. Like you're going to get healthy if you start eating vegan cheese all the time. You know, everything you know, in moderation. But it's just if you're comparing one and the other, and you see that it's much, much a, a much better alternative. Of course. How did your TV show come about? It says on the Montreal Vegan Festival that yours is the the only TV show, uh, the vegan lifestyle show on uh, cable television. So how did how did you get that whole process going? So I'll just tell you a quick uh, recap of my story. So when I went vegan seven years ago, um, I was I went vegan overnight. Like I watched a documentary on Netflix, and, and that was it for me. Like I just didn't want to contribute to uh, harming any animals. For me, it was it was because of the animals. That was that's what that was what made me change. Um, so I went vegan overnight. I started researching, you know, recipes and stuff. And I did come across a lot of YouTube videos, you know, um, uh, and there are some shows that touch on uh, vegan recipes. But I wanted to find a show that could be about the vegan lifestyle and not just about food, but like everything, you know, uh, from clothing to uh, sustainable products um, to just, you know, living a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. So I couldn't find one, or at least I couldn't find one that was available mainstream. So I wanted to be the first to do that. So um, I basically um, found um, uh, producers in New York and uh, we pitched the concept to about three different uh, American networks. And we decided to go with A&E. And within six months that I uh, created this concept, we were airing on the A&E network that reached 70 million households across America. So it was the first um, vegan lifestyle TV series on mainstream television. And it still is, actually. And that was in 2016 that I started that's amazing. I've just been watching a lot of your videos on YouTube, and I really enjoyed the one that you did with uh, with Mike the vegan. And you mentioned that there were people that have actually, I think, bodybuilders that have actually died from too much protein consumption. And I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's something that I mean, I wanted to uh, talk about that on the show because everyone is so protein obsessed. You know, like, oh my god, am I getting all my protein? Yeah, you are. You're, if you're eating a plant based diet, you probably are. Like, it's good to look out for everything. Of course, you know, like, like I was doing, I was saying it, I, when I went vegan, I, I continued going, uh, for every year to get my blood test just to make sure my levels, everything was good. Um, then I found out that I was actually way healthier, even though I never had health issues, not going wood before. Um, I noticed that the one, one thing that I had was I, I used to struggle a little bit with my iron when I was a meat eater. And you would think, oh, she eats meat, you know, how can she have any iron deficiencies? Um, but as soon as I went vegan, uh, my levels just <laughs> balanced and I was, I wasn't deficient of iron anymore. And that was just from being on a plant-based diet. That means because I was starting to eat more lentils every week, you know, and beans and everything. Like I make sure I eat those things, you know, once, twice a week at least. So that's, that's how I know that it, um, it's actually healthier. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm living proof and a lot of people can, can vouch for that. And, and with the, the protein, I mean, you know, there's, uh, every day you see like uh, about um you know recipes or um bodybuilders talking about protein but you you can't overdo with protein i mean anything you overdo it it becomes toxic to your body after so it's dangerous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you have your your tv show and then you have your nisika's garden products and we'll put links to all of this in the show notes and then now you're also, you know, doing this presentation tomorrow. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, sure. So the presentation is basically just uh, one of our segments from the from Plant Based Pan Africa TV show. It was uh, uh, shot uh, last year, season three. Um, so it's just uh, basically I have my food stylist on there, and we're working together on making two different types of uh, spinach uh, spinach dips. One cold, one hot. So just like some nice appetizers, really, really easy. Um, how to how to make it, and using my cheese, of course. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. We, we basically, we're going to be showing how to do that. And then hopefully, you know, people will, will, will watch more segments um, um, that's, that I have also on my YouTube channel. Uh, basically, because after I, I air on, on the AE network, I upload each individual segment on the YouTube channel. So you can catch uh, and you can search by, by, by title if you like. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing tomorrow. So we have uh, all the different content that's going to be started to launch, at least, tomorrow. And then how long afterwards can we watch this content? We're, we're going to make it available uh, forever, as long as uh, Facebook and YouTube exist. And maybe if, if they stop existing, we'll, we'll upload, it, upload them somewhere else. But uh, it, it should be available uh, uh, starting tomorrow, and the, the other ones will be available from... Uh, their 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 first uh, airtime and then uh, people can watch them whenever they want. That's great. That's wonderful. I'm so excited to start watching this content. Uh, like I said, the the idea that it's going to be more local and Canadian is really interesting. And then I haven't seen very many, or I'm not that familiar with the the Montreal um, vegan spokespeople or the the scholars. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what to call them. Uh, and so I'm really excited to be able to watch all of that content. Yeah. Yeah, it should be great. Uh, the, even if there's a health crisis, uh, we, we still, we still have found a way to bring interesting content to, to the people. And if anything, this should help, uh, encourage people to lead a plant-based vegan lifestyle because of this crisis. You know, we wouldn't be in a situation if everyone was vegan. So. I think it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. been a, a good opportunity for a lot of people to learn more about it and try it out and, you know, start uh, living a healthier, more compassionate lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else that either one of you want to share with us before we wrap things up? Yeah, actually, I have uh, a book coming out uh, called Make the Plant-Based Switch. It's coming out this winter. Um, it'll be available on my website, nefticantifas.com. And uh, it's basically a six-week program to help uh, anyone go plant-based uh, easily. So I hope you guys check it out. Yeah, for sure. And we'll put a link to your website and so people can watch out for that notification when your book gets released. Perfect. I appreciate that. Oh, I just forgot to mention in the uh, about the content, there's also going to be uh, uh, on-the-road uh Segment that, that's going to be about restaurants in Quebec. So we, we're going we're visiting a few restaurants across Quebec, not just in Montreal, and we have vegan families also uh, doing uh, some kind of uh, testimonies and uh, uh, they're talking about how things are when you you raise a vegan family. That's great. We can just all keep continuing to add things that we're going to be doing after. You know, COVID is over, and these restaurants will probably be a part of that list. Yeah, yeah. well, most of the restaurants are open in Montreal, and uh, we we can still order from them. So uh, 
we, we and supporting we support them too. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Just probably won't be taking any road trips at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for yeah. coming on our show today. Thank you, Sweda. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, so remember that you can watch all this content online starting tomorrow. Um, on the Montreal Vegan Festival website, and we'll put links for this in the show notes. Now getting on to our news topics. Stay tuned. We are planning on a giant book sale where cookbooks and books will be heavily discounted to keep you busy during the winter months, or you can use as holiday gifts for your loved ones. It will also be a fundraiser for the TVA, and it will be in the middle or the end of November. More details will be coming soon. Our annual general meeting, which is on Sunday, November 21st on Zoom, is something that only members can attend. Uh, but if you want to attend, you can join us or join our organization by going to veg.ca slash join. And we still have a special rate going for $10 until the end of October. So today's the, the last day, October 31st. And uh, you can get access to that a special discount rate by going to tinyurl.com slash TVA Renewal Special. This year, Mark Monoshino will give a special talk on being plant-based on a budget during the AGM. Also, more exciting news. There's a documentary called Meet the Future, which you may have heard of, but now you can actually watch it. Uh, So this is available for free now with CBC Gem. And again, we'll put a link to that in our show notes. Or you can just go to gem.cbc.ca and search for Meet the Future meat as in the animal product, M-E-A-T, the future. It's an 80-minute documentary, and it's going to be talking up the future of meat and lab-grown meat, so um, really interesting. Make sure to watch that on CBC Gem. You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. Find out everything you need to know about what we do at veg.ca. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg Out.